What's going on, listeners? It's your audible boo thing, Amber Smiles Jones, on the Professionally Silly Station, recorded with the Anchor app. Now, today we celebrate National Black Poetry Day. Black Poetry Day is observed annually on October 17th, and today we honor past and present black poets. Black Poetry Day was established in 1985 and celebrates the importance of black heritage and literacy and the contributions made by black poets. It is a day to appreciate black authors. Now, Jupiter Hammond, the first published black poet in the United States, was born in Long Island, New York on October 17, 1711. In honor of Hammond's birth, we celebrate the contributions of all African Americans to the world of poetry. So take up a quiet spot somewhere and read many of the talented black poets from around the world. Pick up your poetry and written by some black poets and use hashtag black poetry day to post on social media. Today, I have decided to celebrate this melanated poetry day with you all by sharing a few of my favorite black poets and their, their writings. Now, I, I don't think melanated is a word, but damn it, it is today. <laughs> The first poet that I really want to share with you guys, his name is Shihan, S-H-I-H-A-N. And I I was lucky enough to discover Shihan when I was in college. He is absolutely amazing with words. You know, he's a New York native and definitely one of the most talented writers and poets today. And along with being the first and only poet to have a poem named Download of the Week on iTunes, that's fire. (laughs) This National Poetry Slam champion and four-time National Poetry Slam finalist has been featured on a variety of media outlets, including appearances on HBO's Deaf Poetry, as well as NBC. The Oxygen Network, and more. Now, his abilities to transcend cultural and ger- generational boundaries have made Shihan a much sought after poet. So, that being said, I would like to share one of my favorite uh, poems that he's ever written. It's on my top five. I love this kid. Hope you guys love it too. The name of this poem is called Flashy Words, and I want you to hear it from Shihan himself at the uh, Def Jam Poetry. So, here we go. Give it up for Shihan. <laughs> all, right, all, right, all right, I need your help with this. When I put my hands in the air, I need you to say, say what? Okay. All right. Say what? Louder than that. Say what? Louder than that. Flashy words make the world turn, but it don't turn right. Flashy words make the world turn, but it don't turn right. So I use these realize to realize the realize being spoken, but I heard because we are more fascinated by that which are fabricated. The iconoclastic, tactless tactician aims tongue spits truth words like wrecking balls bounce off brains because nobody likes to hear what's going on these days. It's like the truth hurts. And we've been lied to a bunch of hollowed minds living on borrowed times and nobody likes to hear that and nobody likes to say it either because Lazy angels never carry their wings and wingless words do nothing but keep us down. So this New York poet yells, there is no satisfaction in knowing that your life is one of the saddest fictions ever written. So take your not so satisfactory life back to the sadness factory to be reworked and to be rewritten and to be reconfigured to live right. 
open your brain, let your heart go. The real you's been locked within your rib cage for too long and stop trying to hold on to them because that's why it all started. And about that same time, he forgot fun, she lost hope, and now we can't find anything. And I swear to God, if I could swear to God, I'd ask her, what the fuck was she thinking when she gave us free will? Because we don't fuck things up because kids don't play and God don't pray because it's out of her hands now. See, I've rewritten the Bible after getting over the primal rage of finding my name disguised within a Bible's page. And people trying to dissect my destiny will find that words somehow make the world turn, but it really doesn't turn right. And suddenly the world stopped spinning because words weren't good enough. So I tell you, a blind man once told me the true meaning of love at first sight. So I closed my eyes and I recited this poem to an audience of one and found total gratification in my undivided attention. And when I opened my eyes, I found myself standing before a mirror, staring into the eyes of an invisible man until my pupils became pupils and I could teach myself to live a better life. Words. Words. From a peace of mind brings peace of mind. All I got to do is give a peace of mind. One of the words, peace together the pieces in me to create peace within me. But shit, they are all pieces. Pieces to a puzzle when it's put together is me. So let me tell you something. Don't ever do anything you're not supposed to. And speak only when spoken to. And don't speak unless you mean. Because a good man is hard to find. And a hard man is good to find. And I'm half the man I used to be and one-fourth the person I should be or could be. Because I sacrificed freedom for stardom after being fucked out of my freedom without a condom. Now how dumb was I? words break these words down to the syllables they all are the silly bulls they represent and what do i represent well it's hard to say when my represents the fact i have to question myself or each time that question represents itself i can therefore i am and sticks and stones may break your bones but words will always teach you thank you yeah. Ugh. Now y'all can see why I love Shihan so much. He is a literary god. And I mean that. <laughs> and even if you're not really into poetry, his poetry his, is amazing. It can touch anyone. You know, I love it. I love it. So be sure to check out more of Shihan's poems. He, he won't let you down. Now, this next poet that I want to discuss with you guys is, oh my God, she is amazing. And I actually did a podcast about her uh, earlier this year and she literally saved my life so if you want to hear that story uh, just go ahead over to my uh, earlier podcast this year and it actually is titled so you'll see it but if you don't know who Maya Angelou is surprise that's what we're talking about if you don't know who Maya Angelou is you must have had your head buried in the sand for the for, for decades <laughs> you know and she was an American poet singer and civil rights activist born in 1928 and sadly passed away may 28th 2014 she published seven autobiographies three books of essays several books of poetry and is credited with a list of plays movies and television shows spanning over 50 years she's received dozens of awards and more than 50 honorary degrees Angela was best known for her series of seven autobiographies, which focused on her childhood and early adult experiences. And the first is one of the most famous, I Know Why the Cage Bird Sings. And that was written in 1969. So I, I definitely, I, I would be remiss if I did not uh, read one of her poems. She is amazing. If I didn't share one of her poems, how can I even celebrate National Black Poetry uh, day if I didn't share it. My Angela, that, that would be like a sin, right? <laughs> Everyone in the world has gone to bed one night or another with fear or pain or loss or disappointment. 
and yet each of us has awakened and risen, uh, somehow made our ablution, seen other human beings, and said, morning, how are you? Fine, thanks, in you? It's amazing. Wherever that abides in the human being, there is the nobleness of the human spirit, despite it all, black and white, Asian, Spanish, Native American, pretty, plain, thin, fat, vowed a celibate, we rise. You may write me down in history with your bitter, twisted lies. You may trod me in the very dirt, but still like dust, I'll rise. Does my sassiness upset you? Why are you beset with gloom? Just because I walk as if I have oil wells pumping in my living room just like suns and like moons, with the certainty of tides, just like hope springing high, still I rise. Did you want to see me broken, bowed head and lowered eyes, shoulders falling down like teardrops, weakened by my soulful cries? Does my sassiness upset you? <laughs> Don't take it so hard just because I laugh. <laughs> as if I have gold mines digging in my own backyard. You can shoot me with your words. You can cut me with your lies. You can kill me with your hatefulness. But just like life, I'll rise. Does my sexiness offend you? Oh, does it come as a surprise that I dance? as if I have diamonds at the meeting of my thighs. Out of the huts of history's shame, I rise. Up from a past rooted in pain, I rise. A black ocean leaping and wide, welling and swelling, I bear in the tide. Leaving behind nights of terror and fear, I rise. Into a daybreak miraculously clear, I rise bringing the gifts that my ancestors gave. I am the hope and the dream of the slave. And so, naturally, there I go rising. Oh, God. Oh. Oh, I just love Maya Angelou. She's amazing. She's a literary genius and a literary icon. And till this day, her words still touch me. And as I mentioned uh, to you before, I did a podcast about how Maya Angelou literally saved my life. I believe I uh, recorded this podcast back in April. It's still there. So just go ahead and check out my uh, previous podcast episodes and uh, go ahead and take a, a listen to that one. The next amazing black poet that I want to share with you is Paulette Williams. Now she is an African-American playwright and poet, a self-proclaimed black feminist, and she addresses issues relating to race and feminism in her work. Now, what you don't know is that the name that you may recognize her uh, is actually Natazaki Shangay. Now, Shangay, she actually changed her name. In Natazaki, it means she who has her own things. 
literally things that belong to her, you know, and Shange means she who walks or lives with lions, meaning the lion's pride. She decided to change her name to just to make to make herself feel stronger or not even that just to just to show that she is still strong because she did have some tragedies in her life. And if you would like to go ahead and take a read or take a look at her biography, I'm sure you can find tons of that online. Now, she is most known for her amazing choreo poem, and it's called For Color Girls Who Have Considered Suicide When the Rainbow Is Enough. And I am actually going to be sharing a couple of those choreo poems with you next. So I really hope that you guys are enjoying this. I know I am. This is so much fun. And I love, love, love educating people about amazing things they don't tend to think about on the everyday. I'll be right back after this random sound. So I want to read this poem to you from Natazanki Shange's For Colored Girls Who Have Considered Suicide When the Rainbow Is Enough. It is a beautiful, amazingly written uh, choreo poem, and uh, it's normally performed as plays, which I got a chance to be a part of in college. I played, uh, you know, a color girl. I was purple, lady in purple. That was my character. And... It was just amazing to be a part of it once you read or experience this. And also it was so good, in fact, that Tyler Perry decided to create his own version of this particular book, of this particular Koya poem. So that being said, um, I'm going to share with you a couple of those poems. Ever since I realized there was someone called a colored girl, an evil woman, a bitch, or a nag. I've been trying not to be all that and leave bitterness in somebody else's cup. Come to somebody to love me without deep and nasty smelling old scald from lie or being left screaming in the street full of lunatics, whispering, slut, bitch, bitch, nigga. Get out of here with all of that. I don't have any of that for you. I brought you what joy I found, and I found joy. Honest fingers round my face with dead musicians on 78s from Cuba or live musicians on $5 LPs from Chicago, where I've never been. And I love Willie Colon and Arsenio Rodriguez, especially because I can make the music loud enough so there is no me but dance. And when I can dance like that, there's nothing could hurt me. But I get tired, and I have to come off of the floor, and there's that woman who hurt you, who you left three or four times and just went back. After you put my heart on the bottom of your shoe, you just walked back to where you hurt, and I didn't have nothing. So I went to where somebody had something for me. But he wasn't you. And I was on the way back from her house in the bottom of your shoe. So no, this is not a love poem because there's only memorial albums available and even Charlie Mingus wanted desperately to be a pimp. (laughs) And I won't be able to see Eddie Palomari for months. 
So this is a requiem for myself because I have died in a real way. Not with aqua coffins and doo-wop Cadillacs I used to joke about when I was messing around, but a real dead loving is here for you now. Because I don't know anymore how to avoid my own face wet with my tears. Because I had to... Because I had convinced myself colored girls had no right to sorrow. And I lived and loved that way and kept sorrow on the curb, allegedly for you. But I know I did it for myself. I couldn't stand it. I couldn't stand being sorry and colored at the same time. It's so redundant in the modern world. <laughs> that is actually one of my favorite uh, poems in this entire book. It is amazing. Matter of fact, I loved it so much. I want to share with you guys just one more before we end this awesome, awesome podcast episode. So bear with me. I just got I got to share warmer with you. And once again, I'm reading from the For Colored Girls Who Have Considered Suicide When the Rainbow Is Enough. This amazing choreo poem is whew, as a colored woman, <laughs> this is amazing. As a woman, it is relatable as hell. So I hope you guys go and get this book, read this book, listen to this book, find it on YouTube, whatever. It's awesome. And we'll be right back with another poem from for colored girls who have considered suicide when the rainbow is enough, written by Natazaki Shange. One thing I don't need is any more apologies. I got sorry greeting me at my front door. You can keep yours. I, I, I don't know what to do with them. They don't open doors or bring the sun back. They don't make me happy or get the morning paper. Did anybody stop using my tears to wash cars because of sorry? I am simply tired of collecting. I didn't know I was so important to you. I'm going to have to throw some of that away. I can't get to the clothes in my closet for all the, all the sorries. I'm going to tack a sign to my door, leave a message by the phone. If you call to say you're sorry, call somebody else because I don't use them anymore. I let sorry, didn't mean to, and how can I know about that? Take a walk down a dark and musty street in Brooklyn. I'm going to do exactly what I want to. And I won't be sorry for none of it. Let a sorry soothe your soul, because I'm going to soothe mine. You were always inconsistent doing something than being sorry. Beating my heart to death talking about you sorry. Well, I will not call. And I'm not going to be nice. I will raise my voice and scream and holler and break things and race the engines and tell all your secrets about yourself to your face. And I will list in detail every one of my wonderful lovers in their ways. And I will play Oliver Lake loud and I won't be sorry for none of it. I loved you on purpose. I was open on purpose and I still crave vulnerability and close talk and and I'm not even sorry about you being sorry 
You can carry all the guilt and grime you want to. Just don't give it to me. I can't use another sorry. So next time you should admit you're mean, low down, trifling, ain't no count straight out instead of being sorry all the time, enjoy being yourself. Ah, I tell you what, that brought back memories. That brought back some great memories for me from my, uh, my college drama years. I actually have a degree in performing arts. And I got to tell you, when I did this play, it was, it, it was, oh, it was cathartic. It was like I was able to speak for every woman in this world, you know, and I'm so glad that I get, that I got a chance today to share uh, these poems with you, not just the one that I just read, but the, you know, the other ones as well, you know, and I hope that you check out these, uh, these amazing writers, these fascinatingly talent uh, black poets and writers, they are, they're, they're just amazing. I'm still blown away. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I think when I end this podcast, I'm going to pick up that book and just reread it all over again <laughs> for my pleasure, you know, but uh, I just want to thank you guys so much for listening uh, today. It being National Black Poetry Day. I'm really glad that you're able to join me. And thank you so much, so much for listening. And if you haven't already, be sure and go ahead and click that subscribe button or favorite button, depending on what auditory platform you're listening on, because your Audible Booth thing is available on many auditory platforms. So you can find Professionally Silly everywhere. I'm available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Radio Public, CastBox, Pocket Podcasts, Overcast, as well as Podbean. So there's no excuse. You should be listening. (laughs) If you're curious about the voice behind the mic, follow me on my other social media platforms. I have Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter, Periscope, as well as YouTube. And you can check out my YouTube channel. It's also called Professionally Silly. And in the description box of every last one of my videos are links to my many social medias. And you can follow me from there. Ah, you guys are fire. I'm, oh. I'm still, I'm still moved. I got to take a second. I'll be right back. (laughs) I'm still feeling very moved. Once again, it's your audible booth thing, Amber Smiles Jones. And thank you so much for listening to the Professionally Silly Station here on Anchor FM, where I take my silliness seriously. (laughs) And also, I would love it, love it if you guys left a review on my podcast on whatever auditory platform that you're listening to me on, because I want to know what you guys think. I'd love for you guys to go ahead and call in and also share your opinions about any of the topics that we've discussed. Feel free to call in about any in every episode of Professionally Silly that you've heard. 805-664-1828. Once again, 805-664-1828. Until next time, my loves, watch where you step because, you know, there's pieces of shit everywhere. (laughs) I'll see you guys next time.